You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 94. And today it's all about Ask Michelle. So I'm diving into some questions that all my audiences ask me about, and I will be going over some things about perimenopause, about menopause. Should we do plant-based hormones? Do you need to take hormones after hysterectomy? I talk a little bit about a question someone asked about migraines, going a little bit about that. And then I end with talking about ovarian cysts because I got a few questions about that. But before we dive into that, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by our brand new Well Woman monthly membership that is launching July 31st through August 6th. This is the first of its kind. We are going to be bringing monthly masterclasses to you centered all around women's health issues and things that you need to know about and be putting into practice each and every day so that you can be your number one self-care advocate. And you're going to get me as your guide to help you be the hero in your health journey, along with other like-minded women who are on that same journey and want to be around other people so that they can have accountability and they can grow, they can ask questions and they can do it all in a safe environment. We're going to be part of a private Facebook group. We're going to have live monthly Zoom calls and a lot of fun freebies and things along the way. And as a founding member during this beta launch for this week, you will be getting access to this group for $19.99 a month. This is the lowest price that we are going to ever offer this membership again. And it is only 67 cents a day, ladies, to get um, guide from myself and from a group of other fabulous women who are lo- who are all along the same journey as you and wanting to up-level their health and be the healthiest version of themselves so that they can show up in their business and their life in big ways. So you can go to wellwomannetwork.com forward slash members, membership hyphen program. And, or you can just go to wellwomannetwork.com up on the nav bar, hit programs, and you will see there. If you get on the waiting list between now and the 31st, you will be getting emails this week. If you want to just wait, you can sign up starting July 31st to August 6th. You can go to the page and you can see all the stuff that um, is going to come with this membership. And it's going to be, like I said, at a rock bottom price of $19.99 that will never be offered again. So I hope you join us. I'm so excited. I've been working on this um, really hard, hot and heavy for the last six months. So it should be great. And with that, let's dive on into this episode of Ask Michelle. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Hey there, well woman, and welcome back. And this week we are doing an episode called Ask Michelle. So this is when I put it out in my Facebook groups. I put it out um, just to my clients at work. I put it out in different places. And I ask people if they have any questions that they would like me to answer. So I've got a few for today. 
Some of them have to do with menopause. One has to do with some ovarian cyst. Another one has to do with some migraine questions. So we're going to kind of cover a little bit of each one and kind of give you some answers and see what we can do. So the first question is, someone asked me, what is perimenopause? And this is kind of confusing me because people get confused between the perimenopause and the menopause. When does it start? When does it, when does one stop? I mean, when does one start and one stops type of thing? Okay. So technically menopause is when your periods stop permanently and you can no longer get pregnant. You've reached menopause only after it has been a full year since your last period. So this means that you have not had any bleeding spotting for 12 months in a row. Okay. So if you've, let's say gone six months and then all of a sudden you now have some spotting or you have a period because your body happens to let go, release an egg and that egg sees all that hormone around that it hasn't been using for the last several months and you have a period. Well, now you have to start counting all over again. And that would be your first month. So you have to go for 12 consecutive months without any spotting or bleeding to be termed menopausal. Okay. There's perimenopausal, there's menopause, and then now you, we, you get confused with postmenopause. But you know, once you're in menopause, you're in menopause, and that's kind of it. So after menopause, your ovaries make very low levels of hormones, which are estrogen and progesterone. And those hormones pretty much then are only produced in small amounts from your adrenal gland. <clears throat> so one of the questions besides the perimenopause that um, I got asked was, um, plant-based hormones, Michelle L asks, plant-based hormones to be or not to be? Well, here's the thing. Menopause, just like the transition period or the perimenopause, which we're going to talk about, let's just, actually, let's just go back there for just a minute. So Michelle, hang on, I'm going to answer your question in a second. So perimenopause is the transition to menopause. Okay. And this is when your body starts to transition and your hormone levels start to get all funky and, um, they kind of are all over the place. They're random and you can start experiencing some of those menopausal type of symptoms. During this transition, your ovaries make different amounts of hormones of estrogen and progesterone. So you may have irregular periods that happen during this time because you may not ovulate every month. Your periods may be longer or shorter than usual. You may skip a few months or have usually long or short menstrual cycles. Your period may even be heavier or lighter than before. Okay. So, and many women also have hot flashes and other menopausal symptoms during this transition. Now, a lot of people don't understand that this, that the transition happens like usually in your late forties, but you can have transition symptoms up to seven years before you actually even go through the menopause. So you can even have, you know, hot flashes and night sweats and different things that are not just menopausal, but they can be due to PMS. They can be due to imbalance in your hormones. They could be due to perimenopause and they could be due to menopause. So it's kind of like, you know, all this, it could also be due to, you know, your thyroid not working properly and you have hypothyroid because that can also cause you to have some hot flashes. So, you know, how will you know if you are going through this transition? Well, usually your periods are going to start becoming irregular for the most part. That's usually the number one sign that most women can identify with. And you also may, like I said, start having some of those other symptoms, you know, some vaginal dryness, some hot flashes, different things like that. And you know, like if your periods get too irregular, then you're going to want to talk to your medical provider to kind of see what are some of the things that you can do to kind of balance out those hormones. Because for some women, 
when the when the uterus and the ovaries and the brain all stop talking to each other simultaneously on a regular month-to-month basis during this transition period, some women just have periods like that don't stop and they go for like two months. Well, we only want you to have one period a month or we want you to have no periods a month. One of those two. But if you start having several periods a month or you're going on a period for three weeks or for a month to two months, then, you know, of course, we're going to want to give you some medication or different things to help stop that blood flow. And if it keeps on happening, then we're going to want to talk to you about different things that we can do to kind of help you get through this phase. All right. So now let's get back to the other questions. So we now know that menopause is when you have been period free for 12 months. We now know that perimenopause is the time that is that transition period prior to going through those 12, you know, you have 12 months, but it can be, it's prior to that where you can have waxing and waning of your symptoms with your periods, different things can start to happen, get closer together, farther apart, all that kind of stuff. So let's say you've been with a year without periods. Then Michelle L wants to know, going back to her question, she said, plant-based hormones to be or not to be. Well, ladies, here's the thing. And I'm going to answer Karen C's question too, because she asked, should hormones be taken after the total hysterectomy? So ladies, hormone replacement therapy is a very personal and individualized thing. And we are doing more called hormonal optimization these days, because as we learn more and more how important these hormones are, and, it, and especially now we're learning more about testosterone in women, how important these hormones are, we are not necessarily like just looking to them to like ease symptoms. Yes, we want those symptoms to be eased, but we're looking for them to how are hormones going to optimize all parts of our lives, okay? So that as women, we can have healthy you know, long lives because women are living all the way up until their eighties and nineties. Okay. So yeah, you know, we want you to feel healthy in your eighties and nineties, if that's how long you're going to live and, you know, and be productive. Of course we want to do that. So we're, we're seeing a lot of things happening around hormone optimization and we're learning so much about that. So again, some women have a lot of symptoms and some women just sail on through the menopause and you wouldn't even know that they, that they had, they went through it. Some people have mild symptoms, some people have moderate, and some people have very severe symptoms where really a lot of things are happening. So it really is a personal choice again, to seek out if you want to be on hormones or not. It depends on if you're having symptoms or not. If you're not having symptoms, you may be able to do some of the -the over-the-counter things. So Michelle Yes, you can take plant-based hormones if your symptoms are mild, you know, maybe sometimes even to moderate, you can find some of those symptoms over the, over the counter that, um, can help with those type of things. And, you know, there's different herbs that you can take. And I'll tell you a little bit about some of those herbs that you can take. Okay. So the first one is, and again, before you do any type of herbal supplementation, ladies, always check with your medical provider to make sure that the herbs are not going to interact with any medications that you are currently taking, because a lot of the herbs do, you know, interact with medications that you're taking. So the first one that I want to, I'm just going to talk to you about is, um, ashwagandha. Okay. This works to help balance the hormones that are produced by those adrenal glands once you go through menopause. So ashwagandha can help with that. It can also help your um, your thyroid to produce better thyroid hormones, which can actually help with some of those menopausal symptoms as well. 
you know, the other thing that you want to try to manage is your stress, because when your stress hormones are out of balance, then it causes um, inflammation to happen in your body and your cortisol level goes up and you can actually cause, you know, symptoms of hot flashes and menopause to become worse. So you really want to try to balance your cortisol level. And an herb that may help with that is holy basil, um, because that can also help relieve your stress cortisol. So the other thing too, is that if you are having some, um, imbalances like with estrogen, meaning that you're having some hot flashes, you can try, um, bread clover. You can try, you know, um, soy estimate, you know, soy over the counter too, depending on if you have no breast cancer or, or breast issues that wouldn't allow you to normally take estrogen in the first place because red clover and, um, estrogen, they actually are, they're phytoestrogens. That's how they act in your body. And they can help with, you know, minor hot flashes. Um, sometimes they can help with minor night sweats if you have them just, you know, a little bit. But if you're having like a moderate to severe, I really haven't seen the over-the-counter supplements in all my years that really help women if they're really having moderate to severe um, hormonal symptoms. But then again, too, here's the other thing. Menopausal symptoms can also be attributed to, you know, your lifestyle and the lifestyle choices that you have. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's not necessarily like a cut and dry answer. You know, you have to look at, at you as a person and you have to sit down and talk with somebody who really understands hormones that you can talk to about your whole life. You know, what's going on in your life? How much are you exercising? What kind of foods are you eating? You know, are you drinking alcohol? Do you smoke? Do you take any kind of supplements? Do you take any kind of medications? Because different medications can cause you to have hot flashes too and can contribute to those increasing. So you see, it's not really a cut and dry answer. So yes, plant-based hormones are fine if you do not have any type of breast cancer or any other issues that have to do with your breast. So yes, you can try them. You can see if they work for you. They also have over-the-counter, um, you know, S progesterone that's made from the yam plant. Sometimes you can just use progesterone. Progesterone is a natural relaxant. It can help um, with um, depression sometimes too. that goes through um, when you go through the menopause. Progesterone also can help you sleep at nighttime. But again, you need to get a quality one because different ones over-the-counter are not, you know, they're not like, how do I want to say it? They're not like controlled to how much they have in the product and how much you're getting and all that other kind of stuff like that. So do buy good products over the counter if you're going to. And then Karen C, um, again, if you are having symptoms after your total hysterectomy, then yes, you might want to look at hormone replacement therapy. Okay. If you're not having symptoms, then no, you may not. You may just want to do things that are going to help your body naturally to function and feel good as you get older. Okay. In and of itself. So there you have it, you know, soy supplements, you know, herbal supplements are good to take for um, the menopause. And if you, but everything is based on if you are having symptoms or not. Okay. And that's a very individualized thing. And what you're going to take and what you're not going to take is probably going to look very different for each and every person. Some people will do a natural, you know, you can do natural supplements, you can do some herbs, you can do some lifestyle changes, you can do some, um, you know, different things. And you can even actually put in some progesterone and even the amounts and doses that you're going to get of your hormones are going to be different for each and every person again. So that's where that is. So you'd want to talk to your medical provider or, or somebody who specializes in, you know, in bioidentical hormones or hormone replacement therapy. If your symptoms are more severe, yes, then you're probably going to have to 
think about using some bioidentical hormones for a period of time to try to get you through that, you know, through that rough spot. And how long again, you're, people ask me all the time, how long, how long are you on hormones? Again, that's a very personal choice and you're going to have to see, you know, you're going to go on them and then you'll try to wean off after a period of time and do your hot flashes come back? Do your symptoms come back? And again, like I said, ladies, we are looking at hormone optimization, meaning you're going to be taking, we're looking at taking hormones like for a long period of time. It's not like with the Women's Health Initiative and all that other stuff that came out that was horrible. A lot of that stuff was, was not written and given to women in the perspective of that study. New studies have come out that have shown direct opposite of some of those things that they talked about in that Women's Health Initiative. So again, you're going to want to talk to your personal medical provider and see, look at your family history, look at your symptoms and see what you can do, you know, from a holistic standpoint to taking medication, if that's something that you want to do. Okay. So next is Sylvia C says, what causes migraines? Okay. So here it is, Sylvia, the exact cause of migraines, you know, we really don't know, but if you look at most research and, um, you know, I do a lot of that, they think that migraines are due to abnormal changes in the levels or substances that are naturally produced in your brain. Okay. So when these levels of substances increase, it causes inflammation and this is, and this inflammation can cause blood vessels in your brain to swell and press on nearby nerves, causing the headache. Okay. That's why medications, they cause, you know, the medication does the opposite. So when these blood vessels swell, the medication causes those to constrict. Okay. Also genes have been linked to migraines. People who get migraines may have abnormal genes that control the functions of certain brain cells. You know, experts do know that people with migraines react to a variety of factors and events called triggers. So these triggers can vary from person to person and they don't always lead to migraine. Some of them can just be a stress headache. And a combination of triggers, not a single thing or event, is more likely to set off an attack, okay? A person's response to triggers can vary from migraine to migraine. And many women with migraine tend to have attacks that are triggered by these things. And I talk about these a lot in in all the things that we talk about. Lack of or too much sleep. Most of the time, it's lack of sleep. Skipped meals because you become hypoglycemic and and your blood insulin goes off track. Bright lights, loud noises, strong odors. We just discussed some of those things, hormonal changes during the menstrual cycle, stress and anxiety, okay, weather changes, alcohol, caffeine, too much, or if you've been drinking coffee for a long time and then all of a sudden you decide that you're just going to like cold turkey it, that can cause that. Foods that contain nitrites, such as hot dogs and lunch meats, foods that contain MSG, monosodium glutamate, okay, foods that contain um, thyrine, such as aged cheese, soy products, fava beans, hard sausages, smoked fish, okay? Aspartame, those artificial sweeteners, sometimes all of those are what we call triggers. So she also asked, okay, when I get a migraine, how and what can I do about it? So first of all, you want to try to pinpoint your migraine triggers if you have triggers. So we call it keeping a headache diary. So each and every time you have a migraine headache, you want to put it down in your diary. You want to write down the time of day your headache started, where and were you, where you were and what you were doing when the headache started, what you ate or drank 24 hours before the headache started. Each day you have your period, not just the first day. This can allow your medical provider to see if your headache occurs at the same time or similar time as your period. 
Okay. So first of all, we want to see, you know, if you are having these headaches, if they're triggered by any certain thing that we can either eliminate from your, you know, in your lifestyle or your diet or whatever, and take that out and see if we can help with, get rid of the migraines that way too. Okay. And then she also asked, what are the different types of migraines? So you can have migraines with auras and you can have migraines without aura. And an aura is, you know, like, um, a prodrome. Like, so you, you see like a, a flash of light before you actually get the headache. And, um, usually it, it comes like 10 to 30 minutes before you get the headache for a lot of people. They know, Oh my God, I'm having an aura so they can go take their medication or they can lay down and, and rest, or they can do some natural things to kind of help that. And sometimes it just comes on without an aura and you just get the blazing headache. Okay. So here's the thing too. So if you have a family history of headaches, sometimes you're going to be, um, you know, you're just going to be subjected to some headaches, but headaches have a lot to do with lifestyle things. I'm studying a lot, being in front of the computer a lot, not getting our eyes checked, you know, working in um, hot environments that we're not used to. So all kinds of things, weather changes, the heat can cause um, headaches for some people to be triggers. So there's a lot of different reasons. So just kind of be on the lookout to see what causes your headache and see if you can solve it naturally. And if you can't, then definitely you're going to want to talk to your medical provider about seeing if there's anything that you can do from a holistic standpoint, first of all. And if not, then, um, what can you do medication wise too? Okay. All right. Then Joan now asks, she said, what are ovarian cysts? Because I seem to get a lot of them. Okay. So an ovarian cyst is just, it's, it's a fluid filled sac that happens to form on your ovaries. So let's talk about what are the different types of cysts because now that you know what that is, okay, how did, how did they happen? That's what we'll answer. So Joan, most of the common cysts are called functional cysts and they form during your menstrual cycle. Um, they are not, most cysts are benign. They are not cancerous, but anytime you get any kind of, um, mass or anything or ovarian pain, you always, always want to go have it checked out. So let's talk about the two most common type. The first one is a follicular cyst. This is in a normal menstrual cycle and, um, an ovary releases an egg each month. The egg grows inside a tiny sac called the follicle. When the egg matures, the follicle breaks open to release that egg. Follicle, follicular cysts are when the follicle doesn't break open to release the egg. This causes the follicle to continue growing into a cyst. Follicle cysts often do not have symptoms and they go away in with one to, and within one to three months, they'll kind of just dissipate and go on their own. Corpus luteum cysts, once the, once the follicle breaks open and it releases the egg, the empty follicle can shrink and cause a corpus luteum. And sometimes what happens with this corpus luteum, it will fill up with fluid and it will, it will form a cyst. And the corpus, corpus luteum cyst usually comes like around your cycle time. So both of these two types of cysts are related to your cycle. If you do get cysts persistently and they don't go away, the first choice usually is going to be to put you on birth control because when you go on birth control, it um, shuts off your own ovarian function and that way your hormones are off. They're just shut off and it gives your ovaries a chance to rest and hopefully those hormones, I mean, those cysts will go away. So there you have it, ladies. Our first Ask Michelle that we've had in a long time. We talked a little bit about today about, um, you know, what is perimenopause, about menopause, answered Michelle's question, we answered Karen's question, and then we talked a little bit about headaches, and then we talked a little bit about um, ovarian cysts. So we are always looking for questions for our Ask Michelle episodes. So if you have a question in particular that you would like to have answered, 
You can join us over at Well Woman Network 360 in our Facebook group because you can put it in there. You can um, DM me over on Instagram at Well Woman Network. And you can also come over to our Facebook regular page, Well Woman Network, well Woman Network on Facebook and leave it there. Also, I'd love to invite you to um, join our VIP newsletter. And you can do that by going to our website at wellwomannetwork.com. And on any page, there is lots of sign-up places that you can sign up for. You can get our free um, COVID stress guide. Um, it's right there on the homepage if you want to get that. it's a I wrote it and talked to you about different things that you can do during stressful times. So just as, even though we wrote it about COVID, it doesn't really necessarily always, I mean, you can use it for other stress-related things. A lot of great techniques in there for reducing stress in any time. You can find us over on Instagram. We'd love for you to follow us. Please subscribe to this podcast over on iTunes or whatever um, app you use for your podcast app. Please leave us a rating and review over on iTunes because this helps us to get the word out to more women to let them know about our show. Um, if you have friends, please share an episode. If you like this episode, just hit the share button, send it to your girlfriend um, via text, have them listen, tell them to subscribe. This is how we get the word out. Also, I just want to let you know that on starting July 31st through August 6th, we have open enrollment for our Well Woman monthly membership that we are kicking off the beta program. If you are a founding member, you will start to receive emails this week. And as a founding member, you get a lot of perks that we're not going to give to um, people who join later on. We're going to give you the perk of just of calling you, seeing what you like, what you don't like, how you want to help us shape this membership. You're going to get a rock bottom price of $19.99 a month. We're never going to offer this low price again. And again, if you want to get on the waiting list this week, um, please go to wallwomannetwork.com forward slash membership dash program or just go to the main um, nav bar and you can look under programs, it's there too. Or just come by on July 31st, we're we will be open for business for the first week. We'll be open for one whole week and then we're gonna close the membership and we're gonna work closely with those ladies that um, join the beta group and for them to help us do our thing. There'll be, fa there'll be a private Facebook group that you'll all be in. Um, we're going to be doing live Zoom calls once a month. Um, we're going to be giving you recipes and bringing you lots of surprises along the way. So I hope you join us again. That is um, wellwomannetwork.com forward slash membership hyphen program. Or just go to the nav bar and hit programs. So again, ladies, I hope that you have a wonderful blessed week. Richly blessed that is as well. And I'll talk to you soon and bye for now. The information, including but not limited to, text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website, in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.